Today we are um, kicking off a brand new series. I love this. No matter what, we're going to talk about being unstoppable. So let me let me just kind of um, talk you through where we're going with the whole series, and then we'll dive into today. It's I want to I want to do a couple things. One, how many of you have a smartphone? Okay, and you know how to like use Twitter and stuff. Facebook, you know what a hashtag is? Yeah. A hashtag only sounds like drugs, but it's not. Um, <laughs> you just literally use the pound sign and type something after it. So I want to encourage you, over the next couple of weeks, you know, hey, um, spread the word. Use your social media influence. Uh, just use the hashtag and then put the words no matter what at the end of it. When God shows you something in the messages, when he shows you something while you're reading during the week, just, man, go on Twitter, go on, on Facebook, hashtag it. Just lets people see what God's showing you, and that's a good thing. Anytime we can encourage one another, that's a great thing. Um, here's what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. When you do that, people who would never even think of stepping into the Lord's presence, they're going to. And, and here's why they don't want to step in. I know you saw this video. Because they're, they're used to a God who's again it. Who saw the again it video? Have you, no? Yeah, just a few of you, the pastor up in Maiden, North Carolina, that said we should put certain people in electric fences and drop food. Yeah, and, and why, why should we do that? Because God's again it, and I'm again it, and you should be again it. That, that's kind of, I mean, the picture that people have sometimes of church. And so, you know, what I want them to get from you and from me, this, this series is this. God's for you no matter what. You can stand for him no matter what. So I want you to tweet that. I want you to use it. I want people to see the hope that they have in Jesus. This is going to be a series that's more about hope than hate, more about what we're for than what we're against. I um, mean, here's the big idea. It's not on your sheet. If you have a sheet, just flip it over and put it on the back, okay? I'm going to tell you the beginning of week one what the entire series is about. So you don't have to even come back. I hope you do, but you don't have to. Here we go. Just write these words down. Here's, the, here's basically what we're saying in, the, in this whole series. We can stand no matter what when we know who matters most. We can stand no matter what when we know who matters most. Now today, we're going to talk about associations. People that we hang out with and how... How we can be victorious no matter what. But first, I need you to take a quick test. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. If you were able to do that, you passed the test. And here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. If you're, if you're breathing, here's how you're going to react to this message. You're going to love it, and then you're going to hate it. Okay? You're going to love it. You're going to be encouraged, and then you're going to start to think about it some more, and you're going to have a few questions that go along with it. That's what's going to happen. I want you to be okay with it. Be okay with that, and as we go through the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about some of the questions that we have. All right, you ready? Turn your sheet back over. At the top of your sheet, it says the, the big idea. And here's what I want you to write down. Following the right person leads us to the right place. Following the right person leads us to the right place. It, it, this is critical. This is like, 
you know, we're building a house. This is the foundation. If we don't get this, we're not going to get the rest of it. Because over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about how, you know, you can stand no matter what you're facing, no matter what you've done, no matter who or what is against you. But if we don't get this very first one, we're not going to, you can't do the rest of them. So this is critical. All right? This is critical. Following the right person leads us to the right place. It's not going to be hard to grasp. You're going to get it right away. We're going to split that up into two sections. Number one, following the right person. Not many people want to spend a lot of time on this, okay? But who we're associated with, especially who we're influenced by, is critical. It's huge. Most of you know this already. Relationships can literally make or break us. Isn't that true? Um, I, I heard, heard the saying, you, know, you can tell who you are by the five people you hang out with the most. Ew, let that settle in for a second. Well, there's the guy next to me that never showers. Hmm. <laughs> it, just a couple verses for you to write down. Proverbs 13.20 says that we only have two options. It says, if you walk with the wise, you become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says this, bad company corrupts good morals. And the word for corrupt in the Greek actually means to lead astray. So what, what that means is this. When you're hanging out with people in relationships, we think that we're just hanging out. Just, oh, this is a blast. I'm just going to the movies, going to eat, we're just hanging out. But what the Bible says is if they are bad company, if they're part of the companion of fools, then what's actually happening is over time, they're kind of leading you astray. They're leading you away. That's what the Bible calls corrupt. So bad company corrupts good morals. Psalm 1. The very first thing the psalmist wrote speaks about the same principle. Here's what it says. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. So if we don't walk with the wicked, if we don't hang out with sinners, if we don't sit in the seat of mockers, then the Bible says that we're going to be blessed, which means the opposite is true as well, right? If we're hanging out with those people, we're not going to be blessed. You can start to see how important it is that we follow the right person. Exodus 23.2. It's a great verse for parents to write down. It's very clear. It just says, do not follow the crowd in doing wrong. I, I got to thinking about that. We could probably go around the room and take the rest of the morning and tell story after story after story of things that we've done that were probably not the best choice, and we did them just because we were hanging out with the wrong crowd. Maybe that would be, that could be a really interesting morning, like, like open mic morning at the gathering where we just end up and share all the stupid things we did because we hung out with the wrong people. But I, I can think back, you know, things I've done in my life, like I've literally put people's lives at risk because I was influenced the wrong way. Um, a day comes to mind driving down an old dirt road in Albemarle, North Carolina in my dad's really awesome four-door Caprice Classic. <laughs> I mean, it was like driving a battleship, you know, and we're going down, and I had, like, my Laura was in the car, my girlfriend was in the car, and so I was the man, 
I mean, I was showing off the whole deal. But you know, when you go really fast on a dirt road and you just lose a little bit of control, eventually you lose a lot of control. Like, I will not ever be a dirt track racer, right? So I lost control, cars fishtailing, two wheels, smoke, dust, the whole deal, and it finally came to rest, and I realized I was still alive and was just, I mean, white as a sheet. You're, like, trying, to, you're trying to be a man, but you're wet in your pants, you know? Stupid. Talk to people that shoplift, little teenager hanging out at the mall, and they get busted for shoplifting. Ask them, did you wake up this morning and say, I'm going to be a shoplifter? He'll go, no. Well, why'd you take that out without, buy, without paying for it? And this is what they'll usually say. See that group of guys over there? They told me I wouldn't do it, so I did it. You know, like I, I had a friend that sliced his leg open on a, a seashell because we were down at the beach late at night and all of us got together and said, you're not tough enough to swim across that channel and back. And he was like, oh, yes, I am. And so he did. And he sliced his, we spent the rest of the night in the emergency room, which was fun because you see bizarre stuff late at night in the emergency room. But still, that's not the point. The point is, I mean, he would never have done that if we hadn't been the bad association. I mean, all of us could go around the room. We could talk about what we've done. We could talk about what we've made other people do. Just because we gave them a bad influence. Associations lead to outcomes. And so the only question is, which outcome will the people that you're following lead you to? Which outcome will the people that you're following lead you to? And if you want to live with a hope that never fades, if you want assurance that you will win no matter what you face, the only right person to follow is Jesus. Follow the right person. Here's why Jesus is so important to follow. He's the only one who can lead us to the right place, and the right place is victory. So number two, when we follow the right person, it leads us to the right place. And so um, we got to get this word. Everybody say tether. Not Heather. Please don't name your daughter Tether. Okay? That would be awkward. Do you, Tether, take this man to... Nah, it's just... We don't want to go there, okay? So we're, let's talk about tethering, all right? Literally what tethering means is to tie an animal with a rope or chain so as to restrict its movement. But we know tethering is a different thing, right? Because this is the era of smartphones. So tethering means that you somehow you wirelessly or with a wire connect like a smartphone with a laptop or a PC or like a Mac product. I'm just going to emphasize Mac product there. And then you're, you're able to use on the, that product, on the, the laptop, the Mac product, you're able to use the, the phone like as a, as a modem. You can use it for data. That's what tethering is all about. So basically what tethering means is this. You just connect two things, right? And one's able to use the other. So when, when we talk about the right person leading us to the right place, I want you to keep tethering in mind because I believe that that's what happens when we follow Jesus. We actually tether ourselves to Christ. Now, here's what happens when we do that. He leads us to places of overcoming and victory no matter what. 2 Corinthians 2.14, just jot that down. It says that for, for Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. He always leads us in victory. 
People can only take us where they've been. Have you found that to be true in your life? They can only take you where they've been. I mean, um, most of you wives are like, yeah, I know, because I ride with the idiot next to me, and he tells me he knows where we're going, and then when we're lost, I'm like, have you ever been there? And he goes, uh, no, this is my first time. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, for, for some of you that are directionally challenged like I am, I'm not even sure I can take you where I've been. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, people can only take you where they've been. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11, tells us where Jesus has been. He came from heaven, and he went back to heaven. I love John 14, 3. John 14, 3, Jesus says, that he's gone to prepare a place for us. He's going to come back. And here's the reason. So that you can be with me where I am. Tethering. You tether yourself to Christ. So that wherever he is, that's where you're going. Here are some of the things that happen when we follow Jesus. Just jot these verses down. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. You've heard this. He says, come to me, all you who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And you will find rest. (sighs) Rest, that sounds good, doesn't it? You will find rest for your souls. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 says that we find rest and we find rhythm when we Associate with Jesus. John 15, 5. We bear fruit. When we follow Jesus, we bear fruit. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. But he says, if you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. We got to read this one. This is a good one. Hebrews 6, 19 and 20. says this, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. You follow Jesus, here's what you have. You have hope. You have an anchor for your soul. He went ahead of us, and we're tethered to him, so we're going where he goes. When you follow the right person, he always leads you to the right place. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, again, Christ always leads us in victory. And why, why is that? Because when we follow the right person, he always leads us to the right places. So before we wrap up, this is quick, isn't it? You still with me? Before we wrap up, let's just talk about a few issues. Number one, what about hard times? We're talking about following the right person. And how many of you in here would say that you're following Jesus? Raise your hand. And don't raise it like this. And be like, yeah, I'm following Jesus. You got that right, boy. Mm -hmm. If we're following Jesus and he always leads us to the right places, then you have to ask the question, what about when I'm in a bad place? Because can most of you relate to that? I can. I mean, I've been to bad places. So what about those times? Here's, here's what I want you to know. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at some examples of people in the Bible who faced awful times. 
but still got through victoriously. Following Jesus means that even though we may go through hard times, we know that we will actually go through hard times. I love that. I love in Psalm 23 when he says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Like A lot of people will read that and they get all sad. But I read that and go, that's awesome. Like he's really going to walk through it. That's cool. I mean, he's, he's not hanging out there. He's going through it. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2, he says this, when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. When you walk through the flames, I will be with you. We get to walk through it. So if you're in a bad place right now, um, some of us are, guess what? You're just passing through. It doesn't make it any easier at the moment, but to know that you're passing through, God, that's good news. Um, imagine this. God, if we could have pulled this off as an illustration, this would have been so cool. If we had a bungee cord, right? And we could put a bungee cord on Kenny. <laughs> I wish we could do this for real, Kenny. It would be awesome. And a bungee cord on Annie. And we tell, we tell Kenny and Annie to go stand over there. And then Kenny goes to the other side of the room. And we just all go, three, two, one. And then that bungee cord just like, she has to let go. And then Annie goes, where? She's going over there, am I right? And then probably passed it out, the crashing out the window and all that stuff. And people outside would be like, only in Stanley County. You know, but still, she's going over there. Am I correct about that? She's probably going through a lot of stuff on the way. Like y'all, and chairs, and like equipment's flying everywhere. But I can guarantee you this she might go through all of that, but she's ending up over there. Because that's what bungee cords do, that's what tethering does. When you have attached yourself to the right person, you will always go to the right place. I can't guarantee what you're going to go through on the way. Because I have done, like, I'm tethered with Jesus. We got a little bungee cord going on. And I know where he is. Because the Bible says that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's there so that I might be with him. So I know where I'm ending up. I don't know how many people I'm running through and kicking and, you know, stuff I'm going to go through on the way. Because I've been on, it's a bumpy ride sometimes, correct? But it's kind of like being on a roller coaster. We went to Carowinds and rode the Intimidator for the first time. We loved it, kind of. I mean, it, it can be as scary as it wants, right? I mean, you, you hear people screaming, laughing, people are spitting, throwing up, whatever. They're doing all kinds of stuff on the ride, but you know where they are? They're on the ride. I mean, they're not falling off. Well, you hope they're not falling off. They're on the ride. That's the way it is following Jesus. Don't know quite where all the turns are going to go. Don't know how it's going. It's, but we know how it ends. We know how it ends. We can believe that no matter what. So what about hard times? You know that you're going through them. But you're going through them. Because you're going where he is. Um, can I follow someone else and still get there? I love that one. Can I just follow someone else and still get there? Well, here's my answer. Short answer, no. Longer answer, a couple verses for you to write down. John 14, 6 says that Jesus is the way. John 10.10, Jesus says that he leads to life and Satan leads to death. Those are the two choices, right? Now, I know how y'all think because you're just like me. So, dude, are you saying my friend is Satan? Short answer, no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
let's, let's break that down for a second, okay? I'm not saying your friend is Satan. I am saying they might be a bad influence. And here's what I'm going to say with absolute certainty, because it's what the Word of God says. If they're human, if they pass the breathing in and breathing out test, if they're human and they're not following Jesus, they will not lead you to the right place. But you'll think that they are. Here's how I know. Just jot these down. These are great verses. Proverbs 14, 12 and Proverbs 16, 25. The writer of Proverbs was so wise, he knew that we were idiots. And that if he only said it once, we would ignore it. So he made sure to say it twice. And here's what those verses say. There is a way that seems right to man. But in the end, it leads to death. So is there any other way to get to victory other than Jesus? No. But you could be following other people. And you could even be having fun on the way for a while. And you're pretty sure it's going to end up well because there's a way that seems right to man. But the sad part about that verse is the end is death. And so all along the way, you don't even know that's coming. I mean, have you ever seen anybody doing something and you just know it's going to end badly? But you can't convince them of it. And so all you can do is go, hey, y'all want to just watch? I mean, half the videos on YouTube are that way. Like, that people just know this is not going to end well. Get your camera. <laughs> you know, let's make a million bucks and watch that person get hurt. It's going to be great. You know? So can you follow someone else and still get to victory? Absolutely not. And here's the last one. I think this is important. Is living with a no matter what attitude the same as just being stubborn? So we're going to take a, a month or so. We're going to talk about no matter what. And some of us are going to think, I love this series because I just get to be stubborn. And it's not the same thing. And here's the big difference. Being stubborn is about getting your way. And we just learned in Proverbs twice that that ends badly. Correct? But having a no matter what attitude is about going his way. And having the confidence that we will end up where he is, no matter what we face along the way. My guess is, let me just see if I can show you this picture. My guess is not many of you have heard of, um, just a list of names here, Stacy King, Cliff Levingston, Bob Hansen, Mark Randall. Anybody, he's familiar to anybody yet? Mark Randall. Um, Rory Sparrow, Joe Courtney, Ed Neely, no, no Ed Neely fans, Jack Haley, Dickie Simpkins, that's a great name, Bison Deal, no, nothing familiar yet, sorry, um, this is really bombing, isn't it, Keith Booth, David Vaughn, Michael Jordan, okay, now we're getting somewhere, um, all those guys have one thing in common, They all are NBA champions, every last one of them, because they all played on Michael Jordan's team. Here's the point. Following the right person always leads to the right place. Those guys, I'm, literally, Ed Neely, 
That's Ed. I mean, he looks like the kind of guy that played NBA basketball one day, right? And then went on to be like a lawyer or something. Every one of them are wearing a championship ring. Some of them more than one because Jordan won six. So much so, Jordan was so good that Chuck Daly, who coached the Detroit Pistons back in the day, came up with a whole set of defensive plays called the Jordan Rules, designed just to stop Jordan so that the other people around him would have to beat them. He found out, one, you can't really stop Jordan, and two, the other guys, sometimes they actually played their part. One of the guys' name was John Paxson. I don't know if you, anybody from that era remembers him, but he was the short guy that no matter where he was on the court, if he got the ball and shot it, it usually went in. And this was exactly what Chuck Daly said about John Paxson. He said, that man literally played his career on a 12-foot rope attached to Jordan. And what he meant was, Paxson's whole game plan was, wherever Jordan is on the court, I'm somewhere within 12 feet of him just waiting on a pass. John Paxson tethered himself to Michael Jordan and as a result won multiple NBA championships. Not because Paxson wasn't good, but because he was better because he followed the right person. This weekend, our nation, our nation is celebrating Memorial Day. And, you know, we recognize the same principle in the people that gave their lives in service to our country. I mean, have you thought about that? Our entire country placed into people's hands the control. Hey, go fight for us. Where you go, we will. if you lose, we're now going to be Germany. But if you win, you lead us to victory. I mean, our entire country, we get it. Like in sports... In, in war, man, we get this concept. I want you to get this concept spiritually. That if you will tether yourself to Jesus Christ, He will lead you to victory. But what about the stuff I'm going through right now? It's hard. But you're going through it. Because the bungee cord is zipping you along. And you are passing through the valley of the shadow of death. And you are passing through the fire and you are passing through the waters. But you are on your way to where Jesus is. Because he said, where I am, I'm preparing a place for you. And I'm coming back for you so that where I am, you may be also. Bungee cord to heaven. That's where we're headed. And when you get that, when we really get this in our heart and our soul, I'm not trying to make a lot of the stuff we face on this earth, but it's, it's temporary. This is why Paul was able to write in Corinthians, these light and momentary afflictions are achieving for me an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Because he got it. I'm just tethered to Christ, and he's gone, and I'm on my way, and I'm flying. I'm zipping to Jesus. That'd be a great status update. I'm zipping to Jesus. Wouldn't that be great? 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Um, let's just read that as we close out. Paul's writing about, about death. And it's something that you'll, that you'll see over the next few weeks is that the, the authors of the Bible, they don't make light of trouble. Like, do you have people in your life that when you're really hurting, they just say stuff like, dude, deal with it. Get over it. Seriously? Come on. 
I mean, it's been three hours. Move on. I mean, we've, we've all got people that do that, right? The Bible's not one of those people. I mean, they actually acknowledge the pain. They acknowledge the trials. And so here, Paul's talking about death and about suffering. And at the end of all of it, he says in verse 55, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of the sin is law. But verse 57 says, But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, Paul says this. Guess what, Corinthian people? Follow the right person. They will lead you to the right place. The right person is Jesus. And if you follow Jesus, yeah, there's death, there's sting, but it's not like it's it's broken. Because you're following Jesus and he's taking you to the right places. Because he always leads us, always leads us to victory in Jesus Christ. Therefore, verse 58. So what do we do about that? Great. He leads us to victory. Big deal. He says, therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you, no matter what. No matter what. So here's my comment. Here's us wrapping up to the gathering. I don't know what you're facing. In a minute when I say, hey, you want prayer? Come on up here. Some of you might come up here just weeping and wailing broken. You're going through it right now. Some of you might walk up with a smile on your face. You just want prayer. But here's what I know. Where is the sting? Where is death? When you know you're passing through it. God, you always lead us to victory in Christ Jesus. And if we know that, here's what we get to do. Stand firm. Don't move. No matter what. Stand firm. And trust that he's leading you to victory.